Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Hey, Jake, I like video games. Hey, Tony, I like video games too. Welcome to Hey, I Like That Game. I know it's been a while since we've done an episode. A very long time. But the wait was worth it because I think this game is fantastic. Regularly on um, what I see of people's like top 10 GameCube games, this game is phenomenal. I love this game so much. Uh, what we're playing this, uh, this episode is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Second entry in the Paper Mario series um, after the one for the N64 uh, it's a fantastic game. So uh, I play this a ton as a kid. But Jake, what what did your what was your experience with this? This was my first time playing a Paper Mario game. I had always like known about it, but honestly, the art style really just turned me off immediately. Really? So that's why I never ah. actually played one of these games. But um, like, I love the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga games on the the Game Boys. I've played I think three or four of those, and you know always enjoy them. Um, Similar but yeah. mechanics, but like different, right. but still very different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is my first time. This game is uh, exceedingly difficult to Google because of the very long name. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my first comment, first ding against it. But uh, <laughs> no, it was fun. It's uh, I I enjoy enjoy good R- RPG, especially JRPG, um, turn-based uh, sort of gameplay. It's been a while since I've been able to play one, just because. You know, I'm an adult now and don't have as much time to just sit and play a 30-hour RPG. And this is, like, this is, like, a, what, like a 20, 25-hour game. I mean, I just, I just try to flew, fly through it, and, like, even so, it takes a while. My in-game clock was, uh, like, 34, 35 hours. But, like, I also spent some time doing some of the extra stuff. Because I actually, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I really, really enjoy this game. And, you know, l- let's just get right into it. The, um... One of the the major things about this game, and like JRPGs in general, are like you know the, their battle systems. I feel like that's always a central piece of like a turn-based JRPG. Like, how do they innovate in the space of their battle system? And I think this game does it in one of the the smartest ways, where it's it's simple but it's still very engaging. Because like I, I think a lot of people don't like JRPGs, the turn-based stuff, because they're kind of slow. But like this game kind of turns that on its head by being a very active battle system in that you know you have to take into account the the physical structure of enemies before you pick attacks like if you're jumping on a guy with uh, you know spikes on his back you're gonna get hurt so you have to use your hammer or use a different partner that um, you know can do damage to those type of enemies and then there's that whole stylish uh, like the flourishes you can do to all your moves yeah yeah there's like a big timing mechanic both with the attacks and with the dodges. Um, that does give it like a very active role to combat. It's not like like a Final Fantasy where it's like select attack, select enemy, watch, watch. Him fight. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're you're an it. active participant. Right, and that uh, I don't know it makes the combat much more engaging, much more fun. Difficult, like it actually has like a skill cap to it aside from just you know number crunching. 
<laughs> right, it is hard. I mean, like, so in, in a lot of JRPGs, they have, like, outrageous numbers. You know, like, in Final Fantasy, like, 9,999 was, like, the max forever. And Paper Mario, I never saw anything higher than, like, a 15, maybe a 20. Oh, yeah. Like, like in terms game, of, like, numbers. Like, yeah. late game combat, you're, like, maybe getting, like, to, like, a dozen damage or something like that. The numbers yeah, like, are very I, small. Yeah, which which like it, it seems like such a like a weird thing to comment on, but like it makes it makes crunching the numbers easier, and it it makes battles harder too. I feel like, because um, like yeah, I, I don't know like if you get hit with something that does ten damage, like that is like crippling to you. You know, that's a big chunk of life. You know, so every every bit of HP is like worth more to you because there's always less of it. You know, right? And the small numbers like. I don't know, for some reason it also seems to remove some of the weight of combat. I'm not sure if you felt this way, but I don't know. It feels, like, cool to have, like, the, you know, max 9,999 damage attacks in, in like, other RPGs. But when, you know, you're fighting the last boss and your jumps are doing, you know, like, 6 to 7 damage, it's kind of, yeah. I don't know, it seems sort of uh, disheartening. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I boosted my characters a lot. Like, so... Oh, yeah. Uh... I, I built my character. I know we're jumping around all over the place. Let's let's focus on on the battle sticks. I was about yeah. to get into like the badge system, which is fucking great. But um, but uh, in battle, so like each one of your attacks is kind of there's a performance piece to it. So like here's an example: uh, Mario's hammer attack. You don't just click on it and then he hits somebody with a hammer. You have to hold left on your joystick and then let go at um you know, max power. Like, you see a little gauge in the corner, and you have to... It's like a little timing minigame. But as soon as you, like, finish the hammer strike, you can hit A, and he does, like, a backflip. And if you hit A again, he, like, throws his arms up. So, like, it's a stylish thing. And that's all timing-based. The game doesn't tell you when to press the button. You have to experiment and figure it out. So part of the fun of getting a new move is trying to figure out, okay, what's the, like, stylish button prompt that I need to do here? Right. Um, and then and that and that goes to not just Mario but his partner characters too. You know, like when you get a new character, it's not just that, oh, I have a new ability to use, you know, outside of battle, but inside of battle, I have new attacks and new stylish points to try to figure out. Yeah, um, and that actually has like a gameplay mechanic too. So, the battles in this game take place on like a stage, and there is an mm -hmm. audience there watching you perform and if you do more like flourishes and whatnot, they'll I guess like cheer you on more then you have like a chance to get items in the middle of yep. a fight and also there can be audience many, uh, members that want to throw stuff at you so you always have to be aware of the audience because then you can like knock them out if they're trying to like hit you with a brick or something yeah they just like throw a rock at just you like, randomly yeah, it's, this game has it's some great. like tiny little just like things in it that make it very enjoyable and very interesting and the combat for sure is great um one of the things that I think uh, I might kind of ding against the um, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga uh, games, especially the later ones, is that the special moves take you have like the mini games behind them are so involved and time consuming that you don't even want to do the special attacks by late mm -hmm. game because it's like I don't want to waste like forty five seconds just to do this one attack. Sure, it's going to do right. huge damage, but like I just don't have the patience for this anymore with this, this song of a game. But um, in this game, they're very they're um, short, shorter, compact. Yeah, and they're still like difficult, and there's still like a skill cap to them and everything. But it's just like they're snappy, and it's a, like it makes it more worth it 
to uh, get good at your specials. I totally agree. And, and the, the timing aspect of it, like the bigger moves, isn't just a guaranteed chunk of damage. I know like the spring jump move that you get kind of late game, um, that yeah. move in particular, you know, it does a lot of damage on the initial impact, but you have to get the timing right to do the second part of the move that basically doubles the damage. So again, when you're dealing with damage numbers that are normally very low the difference between doing six damage and doing like 11 or 12 is is a lot you know it it, it is a lot oh yeah um, absolutely it's great and it's great that again it's performance based so if you fuck up it's because you fucked up right you know it's you didn't if you lose a battle when you're doing something like that like you didn't hit the defense right like on the right time or something like that's on you um I like how it gives you that opportunity. Right, um, and the skill progression of the game is very solid. You never have to grind to uh, build up levels because of the active battling system. It's never You never feel like you're under-leveled for a fight. It's always an issue of timing and working on skills and learning the patterns of the enemy. So that, makes it, that gives it a level of challenge different than other um, turn-based RPGs in that you don't have to you know, level up your character to like, learn new moves and stuff like that. It's just a matter of... It's based on your it skill. Out. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other skillful part about it is, because I got I got deeper into the battle system this time than I ever had mm-hmm. um, when I played it as a kid. I, I don't know why it grabbed me so so tight, but, like, um, to explain another piece of this game is, like, so you have HP, flower points, which acts as, like, your magic points. So that's, like, what you use to use spells, different special moves and stuff. And then it has badge points. And badge points allow you to equip items that give you abilities. So like, like passive you wanna, boosts. Right. Passive boost or active. Like oh, a new yeah. spell. Like yeah. like I didn't I didn't use a lot of the spells they gave gave you. I only used one, uh fire drive. Um but like you could get a new spring move like a new jump move. You could get a, a, a hammer move that like let's say um fire drive for instance is the a, a ball of fire drops from a, above your head, and you have to swing at the fireball like a baseball bat, or more like a golf swing. <laughs> and like Mario hits it with his hammer, and it hits all enemies on the ground and burns them. Uh, it's a it's an awesome little little move. But like the genius of the badge system is, you can upgrade those points at every time you get a level. And instead of putting it into HP and flower points, like your, your additional boost, I put everything into badge points and augmented my character a ton through that. Like, by the end of the game, I had um, two different power boosts on Mario, so he just did more damage for basic attacks. One on my partner, and then stuff that, like, um, like a zap shield. So if any, every guy tried to physically attack you, it would do one damage to them. <laughs> um, a bunch of stuff like that. Like, I got super into, like, the building yeah. of, uh, of your character. But, like, and that allowed me to go fight enemies that were supposed to be stronger than me. But because I was smart and using the systems, and I was good at, you know, always getting to defense, always getting the extra star points to do more of those attacks. Um, you know, like it, it fed the battle system, you know? Right. And um, like the leveling up uh, factor is another thing that makes this game much more uh, engaging than other like long JRPGs. And the fact that it is so much more customizable when you level up, you're not just getting like a bunch of different stats thrown at you that are like RNG uh, boosted. You choose. You choose, yeah, a specific item so that allow or a specific um, aspect to boost up, and that allows you to customize your style so much more than other RPGs. And again, just keeps making it more engaging. That's just a 
I don't know. It's a this game is just surprisingly deep, and it does so many uh, things to sort of buck normal like JRPG traditions, and that really speaks to its favor, and it really makes it in the end a much more compelling game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. From a battle system perspective, like the 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 thing that we haven't mentioned about this game really that I think is like its biggest selling point is its charm. The game is the it's it's oozing charm from yeah. every orifice, like from the dialogue to the characters to the, everything. The art is great. style. Yeah, it art. It looked that game. If it came out today, would still be unbelievable to look at. Oh yeah, it, they have a timeless art style there. It's a you know, prime it, example of like Nintendo. a good art style beating good graphics. In yep. the games, just like looking good continuously, like all the games that try like realistic graphics from that standpoint don't look super great. We talked about that in Rogue Squadron too, but this mm-hmm. game, it you know still has the same graphical capabilities of the GameCube, but since it's so stylized, it just it still looks amazing. And the way they work with like basically like the paper aesthetic, I don't know. It's just yeah. like it's really there's really like a lot to do there and a lot to play around with, like the the dragons. Um, hooktail, the hooktail, hooktail yeah. boomtail. They have like this big, like folded paper look, so they still have like three dimensions, but they're like the, all their sides are flat and everything. Yeah, and it looks it's great. like an origami thing, right? It's yeah, it's cool. That was one of the things I don't. I guess I don't know why I was so thrown as it by a kid that I didn't want to play the Paper Mario games, but actually playing the game and being involved with it at this point, I can really appreciate um, what it's doing. Yeah, it does. It does interesting things and like you said with like the paper mechanic to it um you know it makes things look great but then that also that mechanic spills over into gameplay so like part of the way this game works is you're traveling like you're mario peach is missing obviously typical (laughs) fucking of course but like at least this time bowser isn't the main bad guy he's actually used in a very unique way in this game um different than i would have thought different than i remembered from uh from a kid but so uh peach's peach got kidnapped there mario gets like a a a magic treasure map or whatever that's like you know does whatever like the the setup (laughs) to the story doesn't make a lot of sense it's just like just go with it um just fucking go with it but like um through the course of your adventure, you're trying to gather these crystal stars and stop the, you know, bad alien people from taking over the world. Um, but, like, along your journey, you, you get these paper power powers, which are framed up as curses, but they're actually, like, beneficial to you. That's, yeah, actually uh, a pretty funny, like, one of the, like, quirky bits of this is you, like, come across these chests and they're, like, really ominous, and, like, somebody's inside of it, and then you open it up, and it's like, ha-ha, now I'm gonna curse you, and then they give you, like, a new superpower. It's like, I'm gonna fold you up into all these different folds and flaps and make you, you know, a paper airplane. Like, that's gonna hurt. Don't you look weird now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna get you. Like, it's, like, the dumbest... The humor is so dumb at times. It's so great. Um, but, But then you have to traverse the actual uh, game world with those paper powers and it becomes kind of like kind of a mini game um some of them work better than others like i think the paper airplane is the worst thing ever oh, oh yeah. my god i hate i fucking hated using that thing <laughs> the boat wasn't bad but like whatever um the rolling up like the little like were you like yeah like so you can like turn the perspective of mario so he's you know 
was it perpendicular to uh, the screen. So then he's like a sheet of paper and he can slide through like, you know, small <laughs> gaps. But it then does, he can yeah. also like roll himself up into like a little, little uh, hot dog and then just like roll around the ground. Little Mario dog. I mean, th- yeah, they're really just like things to wall off uh, progress, which I mean, like every game has, but. I mm-hmm. know oh, it's like the same issue that a lot of games have where like you come across something like later in the game and it's like oh shit I completely forgot I had that power and I completely overlooked this you know small crack in the wall I need to get into so I mean they're like neat they're inventive they work around with uh, the art style and like I think works with the gimmick well but it's also just sort of, sort of like annoying to have that as like a progress wall yeah and it's sometimes it's just bad I feel like the the layout of some of these levels and like you know the a to b moments like connecting between like mm-hmm. after a chapter is complete and you're kind of they're trying to set up the next world you're going to go to and the next people you're going to fight or, or you know whatever the story beat may be like traversing rogueport which is you know the central hub for this game um can be really fun sometimes and then other times really slow and boring and like frustrating at times too like um, right i feel like at the end of the game they are stretching it out to a point where it's like ah man the pacing was really good for this and then it seems like the last two chapters of this game are 50 percent of the overall playtime because you're just running back and forth between one end of a level to the other from one world to another which are you know they're not put right next to each other you have to fucking traverse long distances for some really like silly um objectives sometimes yeah isn't it like you have to like track down this one general to shoot you to the moon obviously and um you keep like going to the different uh worlds or like levels you were at before and like run into people who are like oh yeah i just saw him he went to you know the forest level then you go to the forest level and it's like oh yeah he was just at the island level and it's like you're just running all over it just to have like a line of dialogue and it's just it's 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 padding it's asinine it's yeah exactly like this game could have been two and a half three hours shorter and it would be good it would be better for that it would be way better for that like i felt like so um i, I can't remember what chapter it is but the the island level I remember that one specifically where I, I wrote a note like, oh my god, like why are they doing this? Because you're because you're you're literally running from one end of the island to the other to have one piece of dialogue with one person just to go back to the same area you were in to open up this cave. It's like, why? Like why are you making me run across the level like that? It makes it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think the way this game is presented is amazing so like like we were saying with the batters the battle system um everything's on a stage you're performing for an audience um that stage play mentality is exactly how the scenes are set up in the in the like story beats so like after you finish a chapter so after you beat the bad guy you get the crystal skull there's like it's like end of chapter and then it does a little transition to another character another story that isn't attached to what you just went through. So this is where Bowser will show up. This is where these interesting pieces, a story where Peach is talking to a computer <laughs> that's like trying to like be human. Like he's trying to understand humanity. No, it's like a computer falls in love with Peach. Peach is so great that even computers fall in love with her. Exactly, yeah. After watching her shower, the computer falls in love with Peach. Yeah, like, 
a little creepy. Okay, here's a really funny part. When you go, um, when you go back to um, the moon base where she's being held and she's, you know, not there. If you go into her room, into like the bathroom, there's an enemy hiding in like in her shower. That's creepy. <laughs> this shit's creepy. <laughs> well, so another just like really funny thing that happens in between uh, missions is like occasionally uh, Luigi will show up. He'll just be, like, at the main hub town, just standing there, and you, like, walk up, hey, Luigi, what's going on? And then, throughout the story, he is telling you of his own, like, adventure that he's going on while you're doing your stuff, where he's trying to save Princess Eclair from, uh, like, of the Waffle Kingdom or something like that, and it's just, like... He goes on these super long stories, like, every single time. Just, like, all this dialogue. And they're all just so ridiculous. And it sounds, like, so, like... <laughs> it, it's, so, it's hard to describe, but it's, like, so consistently, like, outlandishly hilarious. It, the, this is a genuinely funny game. And you hit the, the nail right in the head. The Luigi stuff is so good. <laughs> like, the one that I remember... The most vividly is right after, I think it's right after Hooktail. Like, so early in the game, like, Luigi's telling this crazy story about how he also, like, took down a giant or something like that because you had just killed a dragon. So, like, um, he had to, like, be on the same level as you. And says all this outla- outrageous stuff. Then the partner that's behind him, you know, like, a, another, like, enemy, like, it'll be a Goomba or, you know, whatever, like, something different. Uh, different enemy type than what you have and then they're like this guy's full of shit that's not how this happened he totally fell <laughs> like he he fell ass backwards into this like he, he he saved the day but like not because he's good at this you know um it's the game consistently shits on luigi oh yeah like it's it's great even bowser takes a pop shot at him and it's <laughs> fucking hilarious he's like wait a second even luigi beat me here good god <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, so man. good luigi never gets any love yeah um i think this game is like super meta too like in terms of it's like writing because it addresses you the player all the time oh like, yeah it, a lot of fourth wall broke um right yeah there's like a time where you have like this group of pirates and you're sailing to an island and like one of the um one of the crew is uh just like one of the bad guys in disguise and then he, like, at one point, like, turns to the camera and it's like, hey, I'm talking to you behind the TV. Like, I know you know who I am, but don't tell Mario. Like, that <laughs> yeah, sort of exactly. thing. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know, this stuff isn't, like, like, the most amazing jokes, but, like, within the context and the world, it's kind of, like, more whimsical. So that, like, kind of, like, dumb humor works better. Right. It's like a cartoon, you know? Exactly. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a kid's cartoon um level of humor every once in a while it'll it'll get like really i don't know if it's like deep but like kind of almost oh it would be over your head as a young kid like i wrote down this one specifically so you remember in twilight town where you have to listen to the crows um like talk about certain things like they have to give you clues Mm -hmm. so like the next thing you so you have to hide as vivian so you like you go you sink into the shadows right by a tree where these where there'll be two or three crows talking to one another. And this is literally the dialogue that uh, they said. I've been really depressed lately thinking about the depletion of fossil fuels. <laughs> literally the conversation they had on a fairly deep level. This game came out in what? Uh, 2004. 2004. Yeah. <laughs> so like fucking 
what is happening? Uh, that completely blew me away. As like that's the funniest shit. Ever. Like why would these? Why wouldn't these crows be talking Obviously, about? Right? Yeah. Duh. In the creepy <laughs> town where people get turned into three D pigs. Yeah. This is like this game just, has so many great different settings. Um. So like the main hub towns like like it's like roguish um seaport. There's like a gallows in the middle of town, which is again like a little dark. Um. Right. Then, like, yeah, going, like, through the levels, um, you know, you got, like, a big flowery meadow, which is, you know, kind of not super uh, unique, but there's, like, you know, Castle of the Dragon. Then after that yeah. is um, basically, like, a great Deku tree-looking thing, but it's, like, it's weirdly, like, monochromatic. Yeah, it's very the stylized, are... and it works it's very well. Bl- it's, like, majority of it's black and white, but it does these, like, highlights and, like, bright neon colors. Mm-hmm. So, like... Everything pops. Everything pops. It looks in that great. Level. Yeah. It's a really yeah. That's a great then level. The third what? chapter, my favorite chapter, the glitz pit. Oh, I, I knew, <laughs> I knew that'd be your favorite. It's I just like it. you go. You're basically like you become a like a wrestler, um, mm-hmm. and the entire uh, chapter is about like working your way up the uh, ranks so you can fight uh, Rock Hawk. He's like this big. <laughs> Like yellow bird with like a flowing mohawk and looks like a you know old school WWE wrestler. He's Hulk Hogan. He's Hulk like, Hogan. He's, yeah. he, he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hawk Hogan. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's that chapter's really great. I I fucking really like that that chapter is where the the charm was like turned up to eleven because there it goes for a WWF. Like the, it, it goes for a wrestling thing and nails it. Where people are jumping in from the crowd, like, "Hey, you fucking idiot! They are right. gonna fight you right now!" <laughs> like, like Bowser just like drops in, it's like, "Fuck it!" and like tries to, and like just completely owns Rock Hawk, just fucking yep. <laughs> owns his shit. It's amazing. Oh my god! Like when Bowser just kind of pops up like that, it's never super useful to the story, but it's like perfect. It's like the perfect little exclamation point there. It's like yes, Bowser just shows up to be what just to be Bowser. Just you be know, Bowser, yep. <laughs> he's just he's just this big motherfucker that's kind of dumb. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. The next one. The next one's actually a really um, interesting uh, level. So that's the town where people Twilight are town, turned no. into pigs, and it's weird because like the pigs that people get turned into is like a different art style, so it's very like jarring and like Uncanny mm-hmm. Valley y. Um, and then it's really cool. So you fight the boss in this one, um, and he's like this shape-shifting ghost. And at the end of the battle, uh, he, or like middle of the battle, he transforms and like shape-shifts into Mario as well. And then at, after the battle's finished, you think like, oh, cool, like we're all good here. But it turns out that he switched places with you, and you like play as Mario's shadow for the rest of the level. And then the final boss is like you fight him in your form, but he has all your friends um on his side so it's uh it's a cool like role reversal sort of thing and it's a it's it's a well done um like uh chapter and it's a whole lot of fun and again yeah it's just like really stylized and it works very well the other cool thing about that chapter in particular is so the partner that you meet in that chapter because every chapter you get a new partner until very late in the game Mm -hmm. the partner that you make on the the twilight uh, Twilight Town chapter chapter four is Vivian, who is an enemy you had been fighting previously. Yeah. So like they did they did a very good job in like the the transition scenes in between acts to kind of set up Vivian as a potential partner. Um, but I mean, if you had never played the game before, never really looked at the characters, 
you're not going to see that one coming until it actually happens. You're like, oh, awesome. You're like, that's a cool... It's a cool little switch, and she's a great character too. Like I, I like I like Vivian as a character. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, this game has a lot of good characters. We haven't like we even talked about um, the different the like, partners side partners we have. So oh my god, wait! I, I want to talk about the other chapters first. Though. Okay, all right. So, so the 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 island is next. The keys. Yep. And uh, you like fight this like really cool skeleton ghost, and then you take Cortez. His, then you take a ship with him, and then you like get in like this big ship battle with uh, the like enemy alien X knots thing. X knots. Yeah. It's cool. But like that that character Cortez is fucking uh, the pirate. Yep. The pirate ghost <laughs> is fucking fantastic. He's just so like he's just like whatevs, man. I'm fucking whatever. I'm a ghost pirate. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's like he's like a surfer dude. Like. It makes no sense, um, <laughs> but it's great. It's so good, um, and the partner in that one. Well, we'll talk about partners. Well, yeah, we'll get to after partners. after this. But yeah, that that's a good one. Next chapter is it's the interesting train. story. Interesting story. But I, I want to get your take on this one. Uh-huh. Did you like this chapter? Or did you not like this? Not chapter? really. I think the yeah. premise is cool. It's basically like you're on a luxury train, and then there's like this uh, almost like mystery about it, and then it's like turns there's- out that. You're just like fighting some like weird generic enemy, puffball yeah, puffball yeah. monster. That's really the only way you can yeah. describe it. You know, um, I think this chapter from it was one of the first moments where like I, I kind of my fond memories like nostalgia was crushed because yeah. I remember I remember this train level as a kid thinking that it was genius. I was like, oh man, they did like a murder on the Orient Express, but like kid style because it's a train mystery like they're trying to make it like a murder mystery on a train but like instead of murder it's like oh my bags are lost or like somebody stole my earrings like that kind of shit um hey but it doesn't work it doesn't work at all this is where the cracks of the game start to show and like yep this is getting to the end and it's like okay let's go let's go let's you know get to the end let's wrap this up now let's save peach and then like this really this chapter is also way too long yeah, and it's not. T- it takes a long time, and yeah. you know what the the wrestling chapter takes a long time oh, yeah. too. Like, but that one like, has like some the of charm these... and fun to like keep it going, and like you don't have to like. Right, fight this the one doesn't. Type, yeah, yeah, this one doesn't though. Um, until the very end of it, because the transition scene of chapter six is where Bowser fights Rockhawk again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he just and he just fucking owns him, and it's great. But um, and then chapter seven is you're going to the moon. That that one's. Dumb. Yeah, it's, it's just a dumb like, chapter. You'd think like being on the moon in a Mario game would be more engaging than this turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really dumb. Like I I liked so the moon is apparently where like the enemies are from the X knots and mm-hmm. it's somewhat interesting that um so the the scenes that you're playing as Peach you're in this level um but you have access to like no no moves no battle no anything really as peach you're kind of just walking around but you do actually get somewhat of a sense of the layout of that final level yeah because of the peach stuff which i thought was interesting but like still not great and then the last chapter is basically like the final boss right shit i th- final, final boss it runs. was disappointing because like at this point you finally like open the thousand year door and like ooh, what kind of cool thing are they going to do with this and it's like nah, it's kind of like spooky mansion vibe yeah i never understood either how the bad guy was able to get into the shadow <laughs> palace palace of shadow that's like the final that's behind the thousand year door yeah like the whole game he's talking about i need to get like through this door and then like he somehow gets in there without us opening the door. 
Like, I did... It, the, the story breaks down all the way. Like, the last two chapters, like, the story just falls apart yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, it's, it sucks that this game um, sort of, like, peters out instead of ending on a very triumphant note. Right? Like, and I like the final boss. Like, the, the, the evil peach, you know, possessed thing was like, eh, that's a little rote as, like, a story beat. Right. But the actual fight itself, I mean, it's... The boss is 150 HP, which is a ton. Like, like oh, before yeah. that, crazy you're only high. fighting stuff that's that's um, sub 100. I think like maybe 80 was the most he had seen before this boss fight. Right. Yeah. So it's it's almost double. You fight like a Gloomtail, like the other big dragon, and uh, she only has 70 HP. Or he. Yeah. So this is. So the boss is like a big motherfucker. Right. But I like that boss fight. I had a lot of fun with that boss fight. I, I um, think so too, and it doesn't. It's like it's long, but it doesn't ever feel like too drawn out. Dude, uh, again, like, let's talk let's about the partners. Let's talk about the partners. Yeah, they're the most charming thing in this game. Right. Let's just be real. Okay. Let's be real. So, so let's go through. Let me let me run them down yep, here. Yep. So we got Goombella, who is a Goomba, a pink Goomba that has like a little uh, miner's a, cap a on. A lady Goomba. A lady Goomba. <laughs> um, she is like your. Uh, she does, like, a jump attack, and she will tattle on an enemy, which basically gives you, like, all their stats. Like, here's how much HP they have and stuff. Yep. But, like, she's written in a way that's... Usually I hate this character, <laughs> but she was, she's all right. Like, she's all right. Like the, Not bad. Like the spunky girl who's, like, really smart and tries super hard and, I don't know, stuff like that. I get that, yeah. This game takes archetypes and makes them enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Like... Because she will have these really funny quips every once in a while. It's like, oh, all right. All right like, hey, like, hey, okay. Snaps. Like, usually <laughs> usually I don't like the Goomba character. Because, like, the Goomba character in um, the first Paper Mario, I didn't like him either. Because I just don't like their kit. I never use the moves that they have. Um, but she's actually written in a way where it's, like, enjoyable. I actually started using her a little bit towards the end of the game. Um, next... Next character is the best character Coops. in any video game ever. <laughs> Coops! Coops, man. Also, your cat's um, name. Also, dude, namesake. Wait, really? Like, this I is, didn't even know yeah. that. I guess I kind of like just put that together about five yeah. seconds ago. No, <laughs> like Coops is is like my favorite favorite character. I, I really? don't. I, yeah, I like Coops a lot. I, I use Coops the most in the game. I like his story. Like he, because it, he's not outlandish, you know. Like Koopa's whole deal is he's a he's a, a turtle, uh, a Koopa, Koopa, a Koopa Troopa. It looks like he got punched has in like, the face. Yeah, right. <laughs> he looks like he's beat up. Um, he's just got. He's very like kind of a bland design, but like his whole thing is that hey, like my dad went to go fight Hooktail and didn't come back. I'm too much of like, I, I, like a bit like he a bitch. Like that's the way he he like describes himself as like i'm a coward i can't fight anything but like i i want to do this i want to prove to people that i am you know better or like i i have guts uh, i'm tough yeah and then he he kills a dragon like it's great <laughs> and his quip and his quips are gr are great throughout the game too like he's the chillest character and he's his moveset's great he does like, have good shooting is like anything where you can it, attack like, all characters is very very nice. You get it. You get it super early on, and then like his fourth, like his alt, like his uh, final unlocked power. Uh, Did you say his alt? Just, his alt. Yeah, his alt. <laughs> Coops is alt. Uh, <laughs> shell slam. It, it's great because it hits all enemies and it ignores defense. 
So like mm. I used it all the time to to clear out enemies while I was trying to like hustle through the end game. Yeah. Coops. Coops. That wasn't actually the cat. <laughs> that was not the cat. <laughs> then um, there's Madame Fleury, who is a um a busty cloud. <laughs> a ba- it's a the best ghost. way to describe her. I would agree. That um, is it. So she has like I don't know, like wind powers, sort of. Which she br- well, she's an opera singer, so she's yeah, got the pipes. You know? Got the pipes, and she's all right. You know, comes in handy some sometimes. Sort of not really too um, much going on like with that her, character. Her and Goombella, I use the least. Yeah, but same. but here's the thing that Madame Flurry has is that she has a big health pool. Yeah, she is one of the most. She has a very deep uh, health. I think she's like 40 HP or something like that. It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, when you fully upgrade her, um, she gets tanky. Yeah, so there's a couple of times uh, where I was fighting, like, tough battles, and I, I would switch her in, like, be a wall. Like, take a couple hits for me while I, while I build up star power, you know? Yep, yep. Um, she's good. Yeah. Next is your boy. Little Yoshi. What'd you name him? I always name uh, the, the Yoshi Renji. So when you're in uh, at the... Um... Like the wrestling place, you like find an egg that follows you around for a while, and then this little this little spunky Yoshi sporting a red mohawk and like angry eyes yeah. hops out and is like is ready to kick ass immediately after birth. Yeah, and he does not slow down an instant. He does not. No, dude, dude, dude hits hard too. Yeah, he does a lot of damage. Uh, I don't know. I like his attitude. His attitude is great, and he's always like, and he had the most useful partner ability. I feel like. You jump as yeah, because outside of battle, yeah, he can run fast. It, which I feel bad about because he's like he's a baby Yoshi. He's, he's tiny. It's a very small then baby. Giant Mario continues his history of abusing Yoshi's by jumping on this newborn baby and riding him around. But you know, little Yoshi just he deals. I think little Yoshi likes it because he like he's all about fighting. Like he's like the most spunky character in this he, entire game. He is a bloodthirst. Yeah, dude, he's fucking, he's lit. He's absolutely lit. I love it. The guy is fired up. He's got a good moveset, too. Like, Gulp and, um, Gulp's a good movie. Like, he'll, he'll do the Yoshi thing where he picks him up in your mouth and then spits uh, the enemy out. But, like, it can do a lot of damage. Yeah, and, which is also hilarious when you, like, have the, like, the larger enemies and this tiny Yoshi just goes up and swallows them whole and spits them out. Yeah, the, the <laughs> only thing I didn't like about that and the, the, the trepidation I had in using him was I certain enemies you couldn't gulp, or at least it felt like... The, True, like, so, like bosses. Yeah, like, I would try to do it on certain characters, like, oh, it didn't work, I, I just wasted four MP, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yoshi's good. I, I really like Vivian, the next character, the, the yeah. Shadow. So, so the, like the next two partners are like the most like developed. Really, have like the most like fleshed out backstories. Yeah, I, I guess Coops has a, like a pretty good one, but like Vivian for sure because she's an enemy that you come across, and she's like with her two sisters. Her and her two sisters, you know, treat her like crap. But Mario's nice to her, uh, so then she ends up like switching sides uh, when you fa- fight uh, fake Mario at the end, and uh, yeah. Um, her, so oh. her her moveset is great because she built right into like her basic attack is uh, burning. So she can she can apply a burn, yes, which is great. Does one damage over time for I think two or three turns. Um, but yeah, like that's just her normal move. And then she'll get fiery jinx, which will hit all enemies and burn them. I use that constantly. At, I, all oh yeah, the time. that move is that just like clears out mobs. Yeah, yeah. Like I built. Part of my build with putting a power, like a, one of the badges to like boost 
partners was for Vivian's fiery jinx. Like, I went all flower points and badge points. Like, I I'm the end of the game with like thirty five HP. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I use my partners to tank hits. Like the next yeah, character, yeah. Admiral Bombery. This guy. <laughs> okay. This dude, it's, like, tragic, so you have to go to, a, like, sail to an island, and this is the only person that can get you there. He's, like, you know, boss of the seas, but he doesn't sail anymore because his wife died, and he never got, like, closure because he missed his death because he was, you Because know, he was sailing. High seas. Yeah. And then you find a letter that his wife wrote to him that, like, he never actually got, then, you know, you give it to him, and it's, like, this really, like, emotional letter from her, and then he basically, like gets his will to sail back after basically reconciling with the his wife's death. Yeah, it which is there's a lot of depth in like this quirky fun Mario game. That that was the that, guy. that was the first time where the game like, "Oh man, you actually told like a really emotional tale and and there's reason." You know, like they give reason to this character for like really joining you for the long haul. Um right. It it, it, it that was a really well done portion of the story i think but he's also an awesome character like he does a ton of damage um he's got a ton of health too which was like surprising because oh, yeah. he's uh he's a bomb mom so he like you know blows up all the time mm-hmm. also great character design on this because you know it's a bomb mom. it's a bomb with with legs but they give him like this patched up sea captain hat like he has this giant like gray mustache this yeah. dude looks awesome and he's got a wheel he's got like a ship wheel on his back so, you know babam said like the turnkey thing his is a wheel oh yeah so it spins so it spins <laughs> he's such a like i can't like anybody who's listening to this should look up the characters to this game and just like look at how well they're designed they're they're right. all super unique and very cool especially like there's not a whole lot of depth there. like they're like pretty basic as far as like a a design standpoint but they have so much charm and uniqueness to them and like they fit so well with the art style of the game this game does yeah it's just it's like amazing presentation and the characters all especially like all the um partners are uh just emblematic of that that did you just like great charm did you get the optional character no i hate that mouse you didn't get miss mouse (laughs) miss mouse is great (laughs) There's like this thieving mouse character that has a huge crush on Mario, and she's oh. an optional uh, character that I actually didn't know because I'm not looking at the wiki page right now. Yeah, and uh, I'm checking like checking out that she's the optional one. You, no, you never no. got her, so you don't even. Yeah, she's great. Um, so I usually get her kind of late in the game, but by by late game, I have so many uh, shrine the sh- uh, shines like to to level your partners up yeah. that I always like max her out because smooch. She she's the only character to have healing built into her kit, like for Mario or for, yeah for Mario because everybody else has yeah. has life steal for themselves, um, and she can steal stuff. Like I got really into using items in this game, so like having her be able to steal items off people um, was great. Uh, she she's not a right character. It's, it's kind of cool. This is one of those um, RPGs where like the buff items I think really come in handy. Whereas uh, I think in a lot of other games, it's like, oh, you know, you accumulate a bunch of buff, buff items by finding them in the world. It's just like fodder that you sell at the shop so you can buy healing stuff. Yeah, this game it but works. But in this game, they're, they're yeah, because, like, yeah, the numbers are small. So if you can basically up your damage by 50%, going from four to six damage is huge. Huge, huge bigger, bigger leaps between, like, the the difference between one and two is, is so much different because of the scale of the numbers, yeah. 
they mean a lot more. So yeah, I that's that's why I built buffs. So I would use the star power uh, buff to like give me at least plus three at the beginning of like a boss fight. So you get plus three attack, plus three defense, and then I had two buffs on Mario already. So that's a plus five to any basic attack. It's fuck. It was so good. I just I ripped through some bosses. Um, did you do the um, pit of a hundred trials? No, no, I. If I if we had more time, I think it would I would have gone for it a little bit, but I never I've never messed around with that. It it's actually super fun. So I think that's where I lost like maybe two hours or so is like playing through that. Um, because I tried, I got to level forty or something in the pits very early in the game. Like I had just gotten Vivian, um, mm-hmm. just like using using different items in between fights, like pausing right before I start like a battle with one of the enemies to readjust my badges for the situation to go on like really deep runs, um, in the, uh, in the pits. That part was really fun. Like I actually re- recommend like booting it back up and, and giving it a shot. Um, cause it's fun. It's really fun. Okay. The, but again, I really, really like the battle system in this game. You know, I, I got super into that side of, of it and there's some useful items in there. Like, um, there's an item that, uh, doubles your inventory of uh, held items. Oh. And then there's a... Damn, that would have been nice. <laughs> um, and then there's a badge where you could use two items in a turn. So that's how you can generate a shit ton of damage, uh, like, mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, you know, just... I, I always had, like, a ton of, like, lightning bolts and, like, the little frost item. I would use that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This game's good. It's a good game. All right, so let's let's get into our gripes with it. I think we've uh, talked about how too it's too long. Too long. It runs it runs out of steam maybe like 15, 20 hours in, but then there's like another 10 hours. Yeah, that's a that's a 20, 20 to 23 or 4 hour game. You know, like that Yeah, that, this game is a commitment. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a commitment. Yeah, but which is fine. Like it's fine for games to be long. I have no gripe with that. It's I think better than games being too short, but like this game definitely overstays its welcome. Yeah, I I could see why some people have trouble finishing this game. Um, I think it starts off very well. I think it has really good pacing at the beginning of the game, and then it 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 hits a fucking giant wall at like chapter six, um, and that sucks. It it sucks yeah. that real bad. And, and it's it's not. I had to force myself through a lot of it, which. You shouldn't have to do that. Like this game is too good <laughs> to have to do that. Um, yeah. What yeah. What else did you um, not like? So, not really like the battle system, but with the um, kind of like the the um, development and like leveling leveling up in general. They're just this game doesn't have the same sense of power growth as. I enjoy in other RPGs. So, like, that's partially a, a symptom of the smaller numbers, which helps to simplify it, but it also simplifies it. So there's not... There's, like, a, a sort of depth there, but there's not, like, um, a whole lot of growth, I feel. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that... Again, this is very minor, but um, the way you level up is you get uh, 100, uh, like, star points... Uh, and you get those best points from killing, uh, enemies. killing enemies and whatnot, as you do in normal RPGs. But it's always 100. There's no like increase or scaling of that from level to level. It's always 100. So 
even late game, like, enemies aren't dropping a ton of XP. It's not, like, a huge increase in that. It's usually, like, a flatter, smaller number. So, again, that gets in the way of you making making you feel like you're really growing more powerful during the game. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what makes Endgame a little less uh, compelling is because you don't feel like you've become, like, super badass. You just, you're still Mario, but you're just Mario a bit better. Yeah, so I... I agree, but I think that's really based on how you play the game. So, like, because I went through the Pit of Trials, like, I had a couple... I probably had a couple levels on you at the end of the game. Like, I was probably... Because I was at, like, B-tier star super early on in the game. Um, I got to A-list before I got to the moon. So, because of... I was playing in the Pit of Trials, so you get a lot of XP from that. Like, I would get two levels every time I, like, do a run. And I think I went into it three times. So, like... Okay, so that's a lot of grinding, yeah. Right, and, like, but I was having fun with it, and, and then I knew, oh, if I could just get ten more levels deep, I can get this one badge that will help me out extremely. Like, some of my best badges, like, the ones I used throughout the entire game came from the pit. Um, so that... I didn't run into that same thing. I actually felt overpowered going through some of the stuff because, again, I built badge points. So... It depends on how you build your character. You know, that customization, it's a double-edged sword. Like, you could throw a ton of points into health early game. You're going to make it, but it's going to be a slower slog, I guess, I feel right. like. Um, okay. But the only reason, like, I had such a, a better time with that part of it is because, yeah, I just I knew to build badge points and what to get to, like, you know, make my battles the easiest possible. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I agree that is that is a good critique of this game. Yeah, another thing, this is pretty much always a problem with JRPGs, I think especially like any Mario RPGs, is when you get to the end of like being a chapter, or even like at the end of the game, just like the random uh, mob enemies you fight, that just ends up feeling more like, like work. Once you've kind of like figured out all the patterns and you're over like you're over leveled for those specific enemies, but you still have to like do those fights. It's just it's just busy work at that point. Yeah. But that's like that's I, that's an issue that really I don't think any or many JRPGs have handled yeah. uh, in a compelling way. Like that's still like an issue with like every single Pokemon game. That's mm-hmm. an issue. Yep. And um, like every Final Fantasy, that's an issue. Uh, so yeah, that this game's also um, surprisingly fairly linear. Oh yeah. Uh, especially the missions you go to. It's basically like. Again, sort of due to the art style, you're essentially, like, walking down a big hallway. But there's, like, a little bit of depth here or there. Uh, but, yeah. And so, I mean, like, there's nothing... The, I, yeah. I, I think, kind of expanding on your point, because I totally agree, is the the sections... And I, I think I was saying this earlier, too, but, like, the sections in between chapters, it's it just... They're, they don't always hit. Because you have to kind of go through the underground dungeon of Rogueport, or Rogue Town, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. And it's like there's jumping puzzles. It's like, oh, I can use this partner to get over this. I can I can use this new ability to get over here. And I was having a very hard time mapping out the the dungeon below Rogue the that that underneath area, the underground. So like, oh, I have to get to Pelberg. Where the fuck do I go? Do I go left or right? Which it was it was very kind of disorienting for me. I don't know why I couldn't um, like yeah get that down, but it that made me very frustrated at points because it's just this shouldn't be this hard, you know. Or I'm wasting forty five minutes 
fucking around down here when I don't need to be, you know? Right, right. Also, super ironically, the platforming in this game, in a Mario game, suck. is very weak. This, they suck, man. Like <laughs> It's so bad. In a Mario game, this game invented platforming, essentially. Yeah. But they can't get it right in this, in this RPG yeah. spinoff. It's like, so, one of the best and worst offenders in this entire game is, so, do you remember in the Moon Fortress... Um, there, there's one room in particular where you have to use like multiple partners. You have to like, there's like gears and stuff. You're like kind of jumping back and forth to there's like gears. Very. Oh yeah. 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 It's like kind of Mario one, like, um, looking graphics kind of, um, Mm -hmm. that can be fun. But again, I wasted probably 20 minutes on that because I missed a jump because I was like rushing, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You know, like, I just want to finish this part of the game so I can get to, like, to the boss battle, which I know is going to be fun. You know? It's, mm-hmm. ugh. And yeah. the Peach parts, I mean, that's... They have some personality, they do, but um, they're filler. They're filler. So, this is another, like, I'm glad we did this, uh, because I can, again, take off the rose-colored sunglasses. I remember talking to you about this before we played the game, like... Oh, there's a, like, really cool story beats with Peach, and, like, this this story is actually really good for an RPG. And, like, going back, it's like, oh, man, like, the Peach robot love story is just weird. It doesn't work. It's weird. It, it's weird. It doesn't work. And, uh, yeah, and, like, the bad guys, I had, like, no real idea of what they were doing. And, like, why? Right? I had no idea I why. I have no idea. I don't even, like, you end up finding, like, this weird, like, almost Lovecraftian horror at the end of the game as the final boss. And it's like, who are you? Why are you trying to destroy the world? Have we met? So this this game did the exact same thing I hated about Final Fantasy IV, was that the entire game, you're fighting this one bad guy, and then in the final boss, at the zero hour, they're like, nope, here's the real enemy. And it's like, what the fuck? Like... (laughs) <laughs> and and this game does this i think two different times um uh, that i i cannot stand is a battle that is scripted to the point where you're supposed to lose like you have to lose you have yeah. no way of winning that fight so and no and there's no warning of it either so there's no cues to tell you that you should be losing this fight so i've wasted items wasted like flower points you know like all this shit wasted on a fight that is supposed to go one way. You're not going to win, you know? Right. I fucking hate that. And I, like, there's, it's so annoying. And there's no excuse. Like, there's no reason to do that in a game. I, I never understood the, the scripted fight you're supposed to lose. It doesn't make I it. I mean, like, I suppose it adds drama, but, like, especially, especially in a turn-based RPG, mm-hmm. it just lands flat and is annoying it's, a, it's more frustrating than anything else um and this game does it twice uh early yep. early on in the game like in the wrestling thing and then kind of with the final boss um yeah fuck that fuck that shit awful zero out of five but i will give this game like <laughs> 22 million coops out of um a bombery Bomb. there we go i'll give this uh four bloodthirsty newborn yoshis out of five (laughs) (laughs) it's a good game it's a real good game this is a solid rpg it is play this game enjoyable 
yeah. If it's it's a lot a little long, but like you're definitely gonna enjoy your first like ten, twelve hours of this game immensely. Yeah, I, if you like RPGs, like if you have played those games um, in the past, play this game. It's good. Do it. Do it. To do it. Wait. Do we have any email? Do, do we have any? Do we have any questions from the audience? Uh, we do not. Fuck. I. Sorry. Yep. I need to start writing more fake emails. <laughs> I just. Need I want to print that. I want to print that out and get it framed. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um. Oh. All right. Well, I have a question for you, Tony. I, I have an answer. Do you know? Want to know what game we're gonna play next week nah. or for next episode? Uh, yes. What's it gonna be? All right, so kind of terrible game I told you, play. I told you, I was gonna make you play an RTS. Ugh. So I'm making, I'm picking a real deep cut from childhood. Okay. We are going to play Jurassic Park Chaos Island. <laughs> oh my god! Where do I even get this? Is there a Steam? Oh, it's not on Steam. I'll we'll find a way. Okay. Don't worry. I, yep. Yep. So yep, this is a, this is like a, a deep is cut this a, RTS. Like I played is this PC way back when, PC. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Jurassic Park themed. It's Jurassic Park themed. Oh, I'm, I'm so actually, excited I'm for you to play this game. I'm actually really excited. Now. I'm so excited to play this. I, game. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna pick like Command and Conquer, or like Starcraft or something. Oh, I'm glad. Get a deep I was, cut. I was between. I was between this.